When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Robin Crane, and this is the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. Listen, I was a financial advisor for over a decade, and I got so sick of the old archaic strategies that your grandpa used to get clients. What the industry teaches today is still so outdated and just doesn't work anymore. So I had to find a better way for myself, and then I got obsessed with sharing these how-tos with other women like me. The stuff I teach doesn't require giving up your life, your sanity, or your family time. I want women like you to have it easier than I had it, so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So on this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. Hello, hello. We are here to talk today about how to up-level your caliber of clients. I'm here with Lisa Kerwin, and we've been working together, what, two years now? It's been a year. It's been a it's year. Been, oh my gosh. I feel, like, I feel like we've doubled that with our relationship right it's, now. So that's why it seems like two, baby. True. <laughs> but, but we love each other. We do. Um, and it's so true. you've been in the industry. This is your third year. Yep. As a financial advisor. Okay. Yep. And um, what I want to really talk about is because uh, like why I want to talk about this, this caliber of clients is because there were definitely a lot of shifts that you had to make more psychologically, more mentally, all these mindset shifts to put yourself in a position where you can start getting higher caliber clients. And um, to give them an idea, I I think, what would you say your average was, uh, you kind of focus on AUM. So like when you yeah. were getting clients at the beginning in your first year, before we started working together. Oh gosh. Before, yeah. Before we started working together, it was probably like 40 to 50,000, honestly, because I had like a few clients that were like, you know, a couple hundred thousand, but most of most everybody was like, you know, 20 to $30,000 rollovers, like, and then some like baby clients. And because I have such a soft spot in my heart for people who want to start saving, it was like, oh yeah, yeah. And like, honestly, like any client who was breathing was a client of mine taught that like, just yeah. start with when you start, like just get anyone who's breathing. So, yeah. um, and, and why did you even, cause you were actually, even though you were getting a lot of lit, let's call them little, little baby clients, little itty bitty baby retiree <laughs> clients. Um, you, you were quite successful, like as, as far as someone who's new in the industry and, 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 you know, at, at, at your company and, why did you decide even to shift that, like to get help? Because you were, I mean, you were making decent money. What, what were the challenges you were having? So the challenges, so I was a career changer. So I, I knew that 
I know that this business or what I was told was that it was a process and you just got to put time in the industry. And I'm a career changer and I didn't want to take time. I didn't like, I'm not in my twenties. I didn't want to like, you know, slowly build and learn and grow. Like I wanted to skyrocket my potential and get there faster because I don't want to, I don't want to work forever. Um, I want to build it like a big, robust business fast and then like have a lot of fun doing it for 10, 15 years mm-hmm. and then, then peace out. So, um, it was like, like my first year, like you said, it was successful and I, um, I did better than I thought I was going to do. I brought in $4 million in AOM of these itty bitty clients. Um, and it was, yeah, it was, and it was good. And I was like, well, that's great. And like, by all the metrics, like I was doing well, better, like much better than they wanted me to be doing. And I was like, but I want more. And I, I needed to up level because I knew that I was like holding myself back. So that's why I reached out for help and specifically your help, because I could tell that you were going to help me get out of my own comfort zone mm-hmm. and skyrocket, which we did. Which we did. Oh yeah. So I guess we can tell some of the results, but before we do, um, so when you, I was also curious about like the specific challenges. So one was you're talking about more of the opportunity, like you knew you could do better. You want to skyrocket. The challenge is you're impatient like I am and you don't want to really wait. And, and, and the standards also, it's not like you were making the money you wanted to make. It's just no. that you were still above average, actually well yeah. above average. I think like 150% target or something like that. Yeah. Um, but the, I remember when I was a financial advisor and I was dating my husband now, but dating Trevor at the time. And I was at the, t- like, I'd go, you know, to hang out with him and I'm like, oh, I'm like one of the top producers or like I'm number one in the office. And and he's like, really? <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, I know. I like hardly made any money. It's like really bad. But there was, it was, it was like, I'm like a top producer, like still not being able to pay my bills and going in debt because the standards weren't that high. And like a lot of people, when they first start, they're like seriously struggling. And it's, yeah. and it's just, it, it's, it's kind of, kind of sad. So, um, but what were the struggles like before we get into like how you did this and how you turned it yeah. around? What were some of the actual challenges? I mean, we, I would, I'm assuming if you're having a lot of itty bitty clients, you're spending a lot of time with people um, mm-hmm. and maxed out in a lot of ways. So what was it for you? So for me, it was really like my pipeline was drying up. Um, that was the main thing that I was concerned about because I had a pretty healthy pipeline um, from like just before the pandemic, but then when everything we couldn't go out and about and get out in the world, the normal ways that we'd been taught. Um, I was still getting business in from the pipeline, but I saw it just like drying up and I saw it. I'm really happy that I saw it well enough in advance to be like something like I got to do something about this now because it's going to, it's not a problem right now, but it's going to be a problem. So that was my biggest thing was like wanting to fill my pipeline And then I think some of the challenges that I didn't understand at that point was that I was like, when I was taking every client, I was limiting, limiting how successful I could be, if that makes sense. Like, because I didn't have the confidence for clients with more money um, that would help me, you know, be more successful and help, you know, if they need help too. And it was like that getting over that mental block of like, oh, well, I know how to help people who are doing their first savings in their life. But like, I want to be helping people with, um, with the, the higher caliber clients because that would help me 
help the people that I'm more aligned with and able to help even more. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. So then let's talk about like January and February as we're recording this it's March. So um, how much AUM did you bring in for, and how many clients? Because I think it was not only did you get more AUM in a month, but you also got fewer clients, which is great. Like I always say, get fewer clients, but exceed your revenue goal. And people are like, what? But I've taught to get as many clients as possible, but no, no, no. We don't want as many clients as possible. We want the right clients. So do you remember about, you know, how many clients you got January, February and what your um, AUM? This year? Yeah, or- just, just, yeah. Oh, this year. Yeah. So this year, my AUM, I'm at 3.2 already for Jan- wow. just January, February. Um, oh, I guess. And that includes a little bit of March. Um, and then the new, the new clients. Just I have, to be clear, because people are going to hear this later. It's March 4th while we're recording this. Oh, okay. Thank so you. Like three, three and a half days, maybe <laughs> three days. And, and it's, uh, it's the morning. So mostly <laughs> January and February, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So 3.2 in January, February for this year, which is like mind blowing. Um, yeah. Amazing. And the number of clients I have, um, is I've brought in eight clients eight so far in January and February. In okay. January, February. What was the highest amount that you got from one client? What the highest amount I had one point two was one of my clients. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, one point two. Um, okay, that's good. Yeah, so that was really good. Um, and then, and one of the things that's happening right now is that like I've got all this momentum that I've been building. And a lot of the clients that are coming in are coming in from referrals at this point. So it's, it's like, it's kind of this new thing where I'm like, like, I feel like we've talked about the slingshot effect before. Like, I feel like I'm like flying forward in the slingshot now because yeah, because there's all these people coming in and I'm, and I'm like, okay, great. Like all these opportunities are coming in. I'm like, wow. All right. Good. Yeah. And we had a coaching call yesterday and you were talking about, you're like, do I have to keep doing these other marketing <laughs> activities? I'm like, do a little of it so that it doesn't, right. ha- you don't have the feast and famine and it doesn't dry up. But if you're getting referrals and it keeps working and you get a, a lot, like you don't have to just go, you know, pound the pavement or anything. So right. um, that's awesome. So let, let's talk about how that, like what shifts occurred, because I mean, I remember I can remember very specific moments because you're so open and you're always very vulnerable. And, you know, we have these coaching calls and you're always like willing to, you know, jump, you know, jump up and and speak and ask your questions and tell the truth, which I love. Um, And I remember a specific time where you're like, I don't know how to work with people who have a million dollars AUM. So kind of bring us back to that. Like, where were you at that stage? And it was only probably what, four months ago or five months ago. (laughs) It wasn't that long ago, but, um, but where were you as far as psychologically, like what mindset wise, like, what were you thinking and why did you think? Cause now you just got a client 1.2 million. You did it. You survived it. Yay. You know, like let's, let's keep going. But what was happening there? Um, because I'm sure you're not the only person. Cause I was like, yeah. whatever, it's like just an extra zero. But for you, there, there was a lot of, of stuff around that. Yeah. So tell us about that. And it's, so I, I heard that from the very beginning that it's just an extra zero. And I was like, yeah, it's just an extra zero, but there's some other challenges, but it really was more like, it wasn't as much of like, it's just an extra zero. It's like, why are these people going to trust me? Like, why, why me? <laughs> It's so, so silly to say now it it feels ridiculous because as I talk to like the people with more money, like they need help more than anybody. So it's like, 
I just was so held back like I had this mental block that it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't help these people because they had more money and it's just absolutely not the case. They need more help because they have more money. And that mental block of like, oh, well, if they have all this money, they must know what they're doing. And that is like, so not the case. Like they very, like a lot of times I've bumped into people with a lot of money that are like not invested correctly and not doing the right things. And so we can make some really simple shifts and then they're like, like way better. And they see that value and really appreciate it. So yeah. And then I'm still working on like that mindset and that belief, but that's where, um, that's where like stretching and, you know, growing has been such a, a good thing to have help with because like, I would, I would have been stuck in that loop of like, I can't do this for like years before, except when you're like, no, like why? Like this, you, you can do this. Like, and then just like that little push is like, is enough to be like, oh, oh, I can. And then getting that, like having success at it being like, oh yeah, I am a badass. Like, oh, can I say that? Yeah, totally. <laughs> badass. Yeah, you could totally say that because you are one. Um, yeah, if you weren't one, you couldn't say it because it'd be okay. awkward. Because I'd be yeah. like, mm, no, I know, but you definitely are. You definitely are. Um, so, so I, I, it's funny because I said, oh, it's just an extra zero, but I actually don't even think that's what I said. Like, I, I mean, I think that, like you said, people just say that, but what, what you just, I, I'm, I'm glad you broke that down because what you just said were all these beliefs that shifted. Right. And, it, and it's right. not just that it shifted, but it was like the opposite. So like, I used to believe that if people have a million dollars, these women have a million dollars, they're all set. They don't need my help. But what I realized that the truth is that they need my help more, the more yeah. money they have, the more help they need, not the less money they have, the more they need. And what you'll find too. And you said some of these beliefs is like the the more they have, the more coachable they are. The more they have, the the more is at risk. The more they have that, like the, the more stressful it is. Like I remember one of my, one of my, like my first big, big clients, he had $10 million after he sold his company and he was so scared. And here I am, I was not even making, I mean, I think I was making six figures, but like, that's it. And I'm like, Oh, let me talk about imposter syndrome. I'm like, who am I to like <laughs> advise this guy? He's like, He's an owner of an M&A firm. I mean, he said multiple millions and he was like in his, I think early forties, maybe even late thirties where he had $10 million. I'm like, oh my gosh. And he was so scared and so much scarcity. And his biggest thing, even though he took huge risks at, in his company, when it came to investing in the market and what to do with his personal finances, when it just went over that line from business to personal, I mean, he was really, really, really in scarcity, really. I mean, he was scared and he was in scarcity and he just, he was so afraid of losing it. He's like, my biggest fear, Robin, is that I will lose it. Mm -hmm. I can't take risk here. I can take crazy risks in the merchant acquisition side, but I can't take risk here. And, but it was kind of like an uneven level of like, like, like scarcity that he just, he really needed and wanted help to walk through it, to talk through it. It wasn't just about how to manage the money. It was so much more about you know, understanding how to make these decisions and really understand the risk and what was important and, and even how to look at his money, you know, what's coming in, what's going out, like things that like, I mean, as someone who was extremely successful, you would think he would know and do mm -hmm. it's very different when it comes to personal finances. Plus it's like, no one has time to do that shit. Right. So yeah. I can say shit because it's my podcast. <laughs> I love um, it. 
So, so let's, so, so tell me about how, so a lot of it, I mean, it's all mindset really. I mean, you have to have the strategies that would give you the confidence mm-hmm. to know that you could get in front of those people. Cause people are like, okay, that sounds great and everything. I mean, part of it is the fear of like, how do I help those people? But a lot of people who are listening might be saying, well, how do I even get in front of those people? So we did talk about obviously the strategy around it and you were very coachable around that. But then if with the strategy alone, you couldn't have bridged that gap because you had these blocks, like you just didn't, why me? Like, how can I, who am I to help these people? And so that was a huge mindset stuff. So uh, shift. So talk, I mean, tell us a little bit just about, you know, what you did and we can tell them a little bit of the strategy. That's fine. I can, I mean, I've talked about it before, but um, what you did and, and, and strategically how that changed for you as well. And also how that shifted your mindset while you were doing that. Like what can you remember certain moments that you're like, Oh, that's when I kind of realized I can help these people. And it's not just like, I'm not good enough or whatever. So are you wanting to talk about the strategy, like how I've used this, like that, that mindset shift within this strategy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So I started with your strategy. So I started, I did the appointment, the tag challenge. Um, and when I did that, like my conversion rates were high. Let, let me tell them what that is. So, oh, yeah. so we have, we, we actually haven't been doing it now, um, but we were running it live and if you, if you're hearing this, I think we still, you know, talk about it sometimes and maybe you've checked it out, but we don't have one right right now, but the tag challenge stands for the appointment generator challenge. And I think if you just go to, um, female financial advisors.com, you can at least get on a waiting list for the next one. And, and, and I think we will do it again live, um, because it was, it was so great, like energetically to do it live. And we just have kind of been a little inundated, but, um, the whole promise is that we'll help you get five quality appointments in five days. Um, and we go through, you know, day after day, teaching you exactly what to do. It's mindset plus all the strategy and the strategy will, will reveal here. It's, it's an interview strategy, which is very, very different because people are sending messages on LinkedIn saying, Hey, you want my help financially? And you'll get some people that way. But if, especially if you're newer in the industry or you don't have a lot of credibility, the higher caliber clients or prospects won't just jump on your calendar because they're going to judge you based on your profile. Right. And if you're like, Oh, I just started my business. Well, good luck. But if you interview them and we like to do the, uh, the book strategy, interview them for a book. Cause I think everyone should write a book. Then you automatically have credibility and there's no pressure. Like we're just, it's not like, Hey, you got to decide to work with me right now. It's just like, Hey, let's interview. And then what I teach is how do you help someone who is seemingly all set or, or seemingly, you know, doesn't need help to see that there might be a gap. And if there is a gap, you move them to the next step and have a conversation. If there isn't cool, send them on their merry way or ask for introduction. So, um, yes, I should explain the strategy first, but go ahead. Yeah. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. So if they don't know the strategy. They haven't been listening to enough podcasts. Right. <laughs> it was like a teaser, like go find it, go find yeah, it. Go find it. Yeah. You're, still, you're, you're on your own. No, we'll, we'll tell you, but no. Yeah. So the first several months, like I was having, I was doing a lot of interviews and I was having a lot of success getting people on the calendar, but I wasn't bringing in a lot of revenue from that. And I was like, Oh, maybe this doesn't work. I'm like, no, I mean, it works. I'm talking to people like something, something is not quite right here. And so it was like, after like, I talked to 50, like 50 people. I remember I was like, I'm not talking to the right people because I was having a lot of like conversion and like all of that, but it was like still that, that level of people that I had been like attracting and had been working with. And so I was like, I'm not talking to the right people. So then I like up leveled 
And like, I got more specific in like who I was trying to talk to and, and did that with just like some searches and got some help with that. And then when I was talking to those folks, I remember very specifically that I was getting some traction, but it was like, then my conversions went way down, which means like, then I was talking to people and I was like, oh, these are the right people, but now they aren't saying yes. And I'm not finding the gap. And I'm like, huh, well, that's weird. And that was like, it's funny because I can remember in like, so I'm tracking all this and I can remember in my numbers, like, like, okay, so that was like probably from like 75 to hundred, my interviews, I was like talking to these, I'm like, why is nobody? And so then it's like, we come back to the drawing board and like, okay, now nobody is, nobody is going to, like before I could get everybody to go to a second call because I could find their gaps and we'd go on and, but I wouldn't make any money. And I was like, okay, now I'm finding the gaps, but I can't get them to come over and talk to me anymore. And I remember we talked about that at that point. And it was like my energy, because I had that belief that I couldn't help these people. My energy was shifting and it didn't feel like alignment with talking to these people. And that they would be like, no, something feels weird now. No, thank you. And so when we addressed that, then it was like, it was able to, recognize it and work on that and really like start to build the confidence and like, Oh yes, I can. So then like my last like hundred to 150 interviews, like things are really rock and rolling now where I'm in front of the right people. And I have that confidence and better energy because I don't have that mindset block of like, Oh, I don't know if I can really help these people. And so it's such a, a, it's been like this incremental thing where I'm just like, continually getting better and better. And it's, it's fun now because I've seen so many of these like incremental shifts that I'm like, okay, what's next? Like, I'm like, what are we going to do? What are we going to tweak? What do we, how are we going to get just a little bit better next? I was thinking about that just the other day. Cause I have this, like this number in my mind of like what I want to like clients, how much assets I want them to have when I bring them in. And I'm just like, I think I feel pretty comfortable, like notching that up a bit. And it was two weeks ago that I like leveled it up and I'm already like, no, I'm definitely, I can do that. So it's like these incremental shifts are getting faster. Like, and just to be clear, like what she's talking about is like the kind of mental, I'm going to say mental minimums. Yeah. Like, because you're not necessarily saying my minimum is 250 or my minimum is half a million, but your mental minimums like that. I really don't want to take on clients if they're under 250 or whatever. I really want, and it's not like you're going to say heart stop. They can't work with me, but you have this mental shift where you're like, okay, this is my minimum. Like these are, these are the people I want to work with. Yeah. So you're, it it kind of reminds me of when I was raising my prices, when I first did money coaching and I was like, okay, like I, I wasn't ready to, you know, it was like 750 and then went to a thousand and it had to be so incremental, but then like, because you'd see the transformation in the clients happening so fast, similarly, you see the transformation yourself. you, You see that you can help these people that it just starts to happen super, super fast. And then it was like, I'd only have one price point in 2,500 and then it would be 3,500. Then it would just happen quickly. Cause like the value always exceeded the amount that they paid. So similarly, like your value, you're getting more confident in your value. When you talk to these people and you see someone with a million or 5 million or 10 million, you're like, Oh, they have still a lot of challenges and they need my help. And, mm-hmm. and you having that confidence and that belief is changing everything. And changing, you know, if you believe the law of attraction, which I'm pretty sure you do, but like it's changing who you attract. It's a change. It's changing how they feel that energy shift. And we've gone over, we do in our program where, where, you know, just those listening, like I actually go through the entire interview 
and tell you what tweaks you need and why they're feeling weird or what, what, what changed at this moment. And it's really eye-opening because you can't see it until I'm like, oh yeah, that's, I, it's so clear to me that like, oh, you missed that part. And that's why they got all weird at the end, or, mm-hmm. or you made this drastic shift, or you said this thing, which shifted their beliefs about you and your credibility or, you know, all these little tweaks, but that's where that transformation happens. Well, this is awesome. I mean, I'm super excited about the next step for you too. And what I love is like, you're always so coachable and willing and willing to learn and then just very, very real and authentic about it. And, and because of that, it allows me to know how to help you. And just for everyone listening, I mean, I think the big biggest takeaways is one, you're, you're attracting the people that you're attracting because of where you are in your mindset right now. It's a, it's a huge thing in mindset. Um, and then we talk a lot about actually, well, how people know you exist has to do with your messaging, like what is said out in the world and how they see you and perceive you. And we, we want them to perceive you as an expert, which is why this book interview thing works so well. And then the third thing is, well, the marketing, you know, how do you actually get them to see your messaging, which you need to be putting messages out there and for, for people to actually see it or hear it. And, and so actually this is something that, um, hopefully this podcast will get out on time for people to hear this, but we actually have an event called Positioning Yourself for Profits. And if you're listening right now, go check it out because if we still, uh, <laughs> it's coming up March 17th, 18th, 19th, it's virtual. And you can just go to PYFP.com, Positioning Yourself for Profits. So it's P as in Paul or Positioning Yourself for Profits, PYFPevent.com. If you want to get in on that, it's for women. Um, and it, we're going to go over these strategies, exactly what Lisa's talking mm-hmm. about. So um, if you're hearing that now, go get them. And uh, yeah, and let's thank Lisa Kerwin for joining us. Thank you, Lisa. Yes, so, thank you. So valuable to have you here. Awesome. Anything else to add? Um, no, it's kind of fun though. Cause talking about this, I'm like, yeah, like, I'm like, I don't know if I, and then, but just speaking it, I'm like, yeah, I am a badass and this is happening. And like, just, to, it's so, I appreciate the opportunity because it's fun yeah. to reiterate like, oh yeah, I'm going to well, go It's do funny that. because once you get to a new level, it's very easy for us to forget where we were and right. the problems that we had. So rehashing it out and actually revisiting like, oh, I, yeah, I do remember I felt like this. And I do remember I was having that challenge. And I do remember the people I was meeting with were, you know, only had $50,000 and well, what changed there? Like I changed, my strategies changed and then yeah. things showed up differently. Yeah. And it will be fun to have this conversation again, you know, in three to six months and just see the bigger transformation. I mean, three, 3.2 million in two months is like ridiculous when in your first year you did four. And yeah. I mean, now this is your third year. That means you've only had two. And this right. is the beginning of your third year. It's not like three years in, like that's almost unheard of to two months to do 3 million. There are people who come to me and they want to do 10 million a year after being in the industry for 30 million or 30 years rather. And they're not doing a million a month, you know, and you right. just did 3.2 and two, two months yeah. and three days, uh, three right. days, and three hours. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Lisa. Thanks for joining us guys. And we'll see you next time on growing your financial business, the woman's way. Bye-bye. Are you getting all the quality prospects on your calendar that you'd like? If not, join us in the appointment generator challenge. Go to femalefinancialadvisors.com and register for free. We guarantee you'll get five quality appointments in five days if you follow this system and you can do it from online. You don't even have to pick up the phone. Whether you're just starting, whether you've been in the industry three to five years or even 30 years, This challenge will be perfect for you. Check it out, femalefinancialadvisors.com and register for absolutely free. Can't wait to see you there. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.